Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. I'm Dino, a journalist from Slovenia working with Euronet Plus, and I'm wondering how to save up some money. My guest today will be Pietro Valletto, an economics author at Will Media from Milan, Italy. He's also one of the co-founders of EU and You, a platform that aims at promoting active citizenship through the creation and diffusion of a feeling of European identity and solidarity. Pietro, I must have skipped something. Please take your time to present yourself in your own words. So, hi, my name is Pietro Valetto. I'm a 24-year-old uh, Italian student. Uh, I study economics and social sciences at Bocconi. I'm at the end of my master's right now in Milan. And yeah, I'm also the co-founder and now president of UNU, which is a student-led uh, international organization, non-profit organization where we work to close the gap between the EU and the EU institutions and uh, and their citizens uh, and we do that by trying to make some fun but also educational content uh, online thanks pietro to our topic of the day would you say today's youth is financially educated enough yeah so actually i i also work part time uh, for an italian media company called will media and uh, i'm one of the directors of their financial education brand so i might have some some cool information about it because of that but yeah so i've been working on this project to promote financial education both among young people that are still still studying but also people that are just starting to to get to work and starting their careers and it's very common to see at least in italy that very few people have much or any knowledge about planning their finances and things like that. It, there's like a very actually concerning uh, amount of people. 70% of people don't plan for their financial future. Um, and I think that's because a lot of people uh, think that like the public pension system will be enough in the future to support them and eventually they'll retire. But uh, we're going to be retiring always at an older age in the future and the pension system is going to become less generous. So what we're trying to do is tell people that maybe they have to plan themselves as well. Now, let's discuss your definition of a financially educated person. Is it someone who knows how to save money or somebody who also knows how to invest it? I mean, I think a financially educated person is someone that um, can maybe plan a budget to make sure that they're not going over on expenses and make sure they don't have to resort to going into debt uh, and maybe that they're splitting their income into necessary expenses, variable expenses and savings. Uh, and if you're already just doing that and putting some something on the side every month, especially at the start of your career where the wages are lower, you're already, I think, financially successful compared to your to your peers right now. Thanks for now, Pietro. It's time for Voices Around Europe to be heard, as always. We're traveling from Italy to Belgium now, where our colleagues from the Belgian public radio RTBF talked to a 17-year-old student from the region of Wallonia. How do financial situations in our homes shape us? Hello. 
Oui, chez moi on parle d'argent, mais euh, après j'essaie d'avoir des sources extérieures à mes parents parce que eux aussi sont assez perdus. At home we talk about money, but then I try to have sources other than my parents because they are quite lost with all the current trends. And I see how they work. I see that they work hard to earn money, which inspires me. But I also tell myself that I might not have the shoulders to take on what they do and therefore try to make money more easily. I think about it often. When I talk about making money more easily, I'm talking about investments or I'm talking about reselling. It is certainly more complicated from an information point of view because you have to constantly keep up to date with current events. But physically, it is less demanding. When I see my mother who is a nurse and my father who is an educator, I often see them exhausted when they come home from work. And so for me, it's a great source of inspiration, but also a fear. Je pense que notre génération a les armes pour faire ce que les générations précédentes ont fait. Mais simplement, si on a les capacités de se faciliter la vie, je vois pas pourquoi on essaierait de se la compliquer. Donc on essaye de se renseigner et juste de diversifier nos façons de gagner de l'argent. S'il y a moyen de moins se tuer à la tâche, je pense qu'on essaiera de le faire. Et je pense que les générations précédentes l'auraient fait aussi. Donc euh, voilà. Back to Italy, back to Pietro. We've heard of an example of a young person being inspired and scared by his parents' struggles. How big of an impact do family financial habits have on a young person, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I do think uh, uh, that's actually a really big impact more than discussion in school. Uh, you get kind of a culture of talking about money or not talking about money from the family. Uh, like in my family, we never really talked about money. Uh, and I became interested in it by myself. But in other families, people are more prepared. Parents are more transparent about like the family dynamics and economic dynamics. And I think that's just good because you get some real world examples of how money works uh, and what it takes to to live a comfortable life or the problems linked to money. Uh, and I think that's like a good lesson to have before you go out in the world by yourself. Jumping around again, this time to Bulgaria to meet Ivailo, an 11th grade student from the town of Stara Zagora. Is financial literacy being taught in his country? I'm almost 18 years old. I'm going to apply for medicine and a lot of my time is involved in studying biology and chemistry. The system is set up in such a way that only with the classes at school you have no chance to prepare to be accepted at a university. Therefore, additional lessons are paid for in both subjects. The preparation has been going on for nearly two years and takes up a large part of my free time. Even if I wanted to, I don't have time to work outside the summer months. In terms of financial culture, I can say that I am informing myself as a young person. This topic is not discussed at school at all. I use all payment options in the digital world. However, unfortunately, the topic of financial literacy is not a priority. We never discussed it at school, like many other everyday topics. It relies on established programs, unchanged for years, which are not at all adapted to the new reality. Back to you, Pietro. I believe we can agree that the schooling system is more or less lagging, depending on the country. 
And because not all EU countries equally educate and support their young citizens, the European Commission provided a framework to secure financial education for children and young people to help them better manage money. It aims to build a common understanding of financial literacy competences for children and youth at different ages and across different stages of their formal education. Knowing that the problem is being discussed in Brussels is not enough for sure. Do you have subjects connected to financial education in Italy, maybe? Yeah, actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how common it is in other EU countries, but I know at least in high school we never talked about it. Uh, I did a scientific high school; nobody ever talked about savings or economics at all, um, which was something I was passionate about myself, and that's why I've always been following it. But yeah, it's not part of the discussion at all in schools and also outside of schools. In Italy, it's a very taboo topic to talk about money, especially even like within the workplace. A lot of the time, uh, people don't want to talk about their wage or things like that. And could you please tell us more about Will Media's financial education brand called Two Cents? Yeah, okay. It's called. It's actually in Italian though, so I don't know how many of your listeners uh, would benefit from it. It's called Two Cents Ita. And we just talk about uh, um, we just talk about financial education in a way that's fun and entertaining, and we we teach the basis of it. We have a podcast on Spotify called uh, Ramini, and um, and we just try to be a fun and interactive hub where people can kind of break the taboo that we were talking about previously, ask us any questions that they haven't been able to ask teachers or parents. And, uh, and we try to answer them in a way that's entertaining. So uh, we do a lot of Instagram reels, TikTok videos, and, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, we're surrounded by a stressful financial environment. Our generation found or had to find solutions and ways out. I believe one of them is not owning a car. This used to be one of the priorities, but nowadays I see more and more young people using public transport. Do you see this as a way to save money as well? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good point because owning a car is expensive. So if you can cut that out of your budget and uh, spend it on rent, that's that's a good thing. But that's another kind of like consideration you have to do because maybe it's twice as cheap to go an hour out of, of the city and then it's still cheaper to be outside the city and have a car to go and commute into the city. Um and it's something a consideration you have to do on like a case to case basis, but yeah, uh, at least in my in my circles, very few people tend to have a car, um, and it's less and less common. Uh, but it depends. Uh, it, it depends also on the quality of the public transportation, because that determines whether you can have this choice or not. Because in some places, it's it's not a choice. You need a, you need a car still. Thank you, Pietro. I have three more short questions that every one of our guests has been asked. We're looking for your favorite memory, your worst fear, and your biggest wish. Hope you're ready. Let's get to know you, Pietro. What's your favorite memory? Um, I think my favorite memory was uh, maybe five or six years ago when my whole family decided to go to London for New Year's Eve. And it was the, on, the first time we, we traveled during the winter holidays. And we were exploring a new city because I hadn't been at the time. And we just had a really nice time exploring and, and looking at all the sites, I think, all together. And what is your worst fear? Uh, okay, my worst fear. Uh, my worst fear. Okay, this is my very EU bubble response. Um, I'm just worried 
I guess, about nationalism. And I'm worried that uh, Italy might leave the EU uh, in the future and uh, kind of stressed about these European uh, parliament elections that are upcoming. But uh, fingers crossed uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Your biggest wish might be to stay in the EU, but what is your biggest wish, actually? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to leave the EU. No, but biggest wish, it's... Um, yeah, something aligned, something along those lines. I'd be, I'd be happy to see some more into EU integration in the future. That's uh, that's my, that's my biggest wish, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, Pietro, for the very end. Tips and tricks on saving money for our listeners. Got any? Yeah. Okay. So the the main thing that we suggest is to come up with a budget. Put fifty. Try and well, okay. If you can, this is like the the best thing you can do. Fifty percent of your budget should go to fixed expenses like rent, like utilities, and things like that. Thirty percent should go to variable expenses. So if you want to go out to eat or groceries or things like that. And then 20% should go either to savings or investments. Before you start investing, though, it's very important that you come up and build some sort of a, an emergency fund um, so that if something happens, you don't have to sell your investments maybe at a loss or or you just don't want to, don't want to have to touch them uh, or have to go into debt because of an emergency. I think that's the, that's the most important lesson before. We all want to start investing immediately, but it's important to have this emergency buffer. And yeah, and then investing, the, the most important thing is to do it consistently. Try to put even a hundred euros um, away every month. Uh, and once you have enough and you do it over time, you get to benefit from the from the fantastic power of compound interest practically. That's what we that's what we try to do. And we try to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Thank you for taking your time, Pietro. And thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava.